Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feed. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, right to UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash coming to you guys from Budapest, Hungary tonight. We got our guy, former Chiefs tight end, Jason Dunn, the legend. My man, how are you doing? Oh, man, what's up, brother? What is up, man? How you got? More importantly, how are you doing? How's it going over in Budapest? How, how is it uh, in, in, in Europe right now? How's it going? Europe's huh? great. Hot, hot, as, hot as hell, but I'm, I'm sure it's the same way back in D.C., uh, humid. Um but yeah, no, right now, as you can see, I'm in, I'm in a bunker in Budapest. Now I'm, my, my, I'm in my hotel. I'm in my hotel room. It's, uh, it's dark. It's at uh, 3 a.m. right now um, on the 22nd, so Thursday, Thursday 22nd for me. You're you're still you're still Wednesday at nine o'clock. So uh, you got you got you, you got you got a whole day ahead of you, JD. I hear you. I, now, I was looking at your, your your whole your your whole setup. That's why I was wondering. I was like, blink twice if you need help. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. It's just it was different because you know, obviously, when when we're doing our regular show, you see all the the paraphernalia oh, stuff around you, the Chiefs, man. So, but I see, I did see on Twitter you repping. I'm saying the Dash is repping. You know, what I'm saying the, the Kansas City Chiefs out there. That's and that's what you got to do. That's what it's all about. You got to okay. let the people out there know who the, the the Super Bowl champs are. You know, the world champs, the world football champs is what I put it there, right? That's that's reality. So funny story about that that day. So we, we, we were uh, visiting uh, Toledo, uh, Spain, and um, right after that picture was taken, um, so I was wearing that Pat Mahomes and Kelsey shirt. This guy asked me, "He was where are you from, American?" Um, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, I'm from the D.C. area, uh, but lifelong Chiefs fan." Um, he was like, "Oh, he's I, I, he's I'm from Kansas City. I saw I saw that shirt um, wow. right, right away. Uh, another Kansas Cityan." I was like, I was like, no, but I was like, just diehard Chiefs fan. Actually, co-host a show, Chief Concerns with. Uh, I was like, do you remember uh, Chiefs tight end Jason? And he's like, oh, of course I remember Jason. Um, uh, back in the day with with Tony G and those guys. I was like, yeah, that's, that, that's uh, that's my host uh, with uh, with our podcast. He goes, oh, that's great. He goes, um, I'm I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna subscribe to your channel right now. I didn't get his name, but he's a minister 
in Kansas City. So I I, I, I didn't get his name, uh, but you subscribe to our channel right there because I, I looked, uh, got got the notification right away that he subscribed to our channel. So um, awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out, man. Put a little shout out on is is he on Twitter or no, those social media or anything like that? I got him. I mean, if I don't know how it is, but I, I gotta imagine a minister, and I'm sure that some of them have social media channels and stuff in in. Uh, I mean, all over the place. So I'm probably. Yeah. Uh, they, they probably have people that that handle that, of course. Mm. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Well, shout out to uh, to the new uh, subscriber to the channel, man. Coming coming to. Seeing some of the good stuff, the goodness of uh, the Chiefs' kingdom has to give. The Chief Concerns, uh, uh, you know, show is going to give you all the, the goodies. So yeah, uh, hats yeah. off to him. Yeah, it, it was cool to see. And then also, while I was in, it, it was weird. While I was in Toledo, because I, I was, I'm always keeping being mindful of what 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 t-shirts of other teams out there. Didn't see many NFL stuff. Uh, I saw like, a guy with a Raiders like shorts. Uh, somebody wearing a Seattle Seahawks t-shirt. And I saw two other people uh, when we were doing the tour. Um, you know how like tours are; people had headphones in of what like the, their tour guide saying. I didn't really, oh, yeah. I didn't really get to like con- converse with other people once we got in there. Um, but I saw a guy wearing a Chiefs polo, and we we just we we just pounded it. That was pretty. That was pretty much it. I just I showed him my shirt. And I was like, Ooh. did one of those. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, interesting to see that that with three three Chief connections in uh, in Toledo, Spain, which is you know. I don't know if it's a, it's a the Mahomes effect, but it's crazy that you know that's that we're seeing lots and lots of Chiefs stuff um, man. all over the place. Man, I'm sure it has something to do with it, right? I mean, the guy's magical, and, and and obviously everybody loves winners. We're the winners. We're the ones on top, and you know you got to pay homage to the champions. Yeah, you know, so the whole queen. We are the champions, my friend. Yeah, so that's that is a Mahomes effect. Hey, hey, like I said, man, we gotta enjoy it. Uh, and, and the thing is, we're gonna keep his goodness going. There's gonna be another one next year. So, hey, man, let's just all get ready. Let's all get ready. Yep. You know, uh, and put it into making this a dynasty. This is gonna be the dynasty effect, the official dynasty effect right here coming in for the season. I'm excited, man. There's a lot of good things that's going on. Uh, that's been happening in the building. Uh, happening out there on the field, just with the Chiefs in the entire direction. And so, I mean, it's, you know, when I when I see people, it's almost like this. When you see haters on Twitter and all these other social media not liking the Chiefs and arguing and stuff like that, it's like, okay, look, you know what? Do, do what you will. Say what you must. But the reality is the Chiefs are on top. We're the baddest boys in the land. So period, point blank. Doesn't matter what you say, until we get the throne, it is what it is. Okay, and it's gonna be like that for a long time. So while PM fifteen is in there, hey, go hit you over the head. Eighty seven is gonna be catching the rock. He gonna play forever. Keep hitting you over the head. Now we try to get that nine five, get him uh, sold up for a long time. That's what we're working on now. So uh, I'm loving it, man. That's the direction. That's the yep. direction. Before we get into the, we have a lot of good topics tonight. But um, what did you think about the whole Jamar Chase saying who, when they when uh, Burrow said, "Oh, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league," um, and then they asked Jamar Chase, "Who do you think is the best quarterback in the league?" Was Joe Burrow said Patrick Mahomes. His response was, <laughs> "Who?" What did you think about the response? And then obviously, what did you think about Mahomes after the ring ceremony the next day? 
where he posted the Twitter uh, of, uh, of him with, with both his rings and then saying, that's who, on his, that picture, and he's saying, that's who, and with the two rings. What do you think about that Love whole thing? Love it. Because, I mean, that, that, nothing else needs to be said. Nothing else needs to be said. And so, like I said, man, it, it is what it is. You can say who and all. Your quarterback that you name as the best knows who the best player is, right? He knows. So ask your quarterback. You can ask him. He told you. He told the media. He told everybody. Patch Mahomes, without a doubt, he knows that. And so you can say who, all these different players, right? Even Jamal Chase, you know, he's just, he's got to say that. You know, he understands it. And, you know, this is part of the competition. This is part of, you know, you, you being a competitor in the NFL. But, hey, the reality is still Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are number one, period, and point blank. Yeah. I, Chase was getting a lot of flack from that from Chiefs fans. But, like, what you expect Kelsey to say, Joe Burrow, um, you, you expect, I don't know, you, you expect OBJ to say, Right as right now, you have them say Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. No, they're not going to say that. I mean, it's, that's their guy. Listen, are we going to deal with lies or are we going to deal with honesty here? Okay, so let's let's go ahead and make sure we base this on fact and get get rid of the lies. Too much lies going on out there right now to be telling these uh, tall tales like that, Jamar. So we know what the deal is. Okay, Patrick Mahomes is at the top of the pinnacle. He's at the top of the mountain right now. And he's going to be that for the foreseeable future until he decides to retire. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. So, yeah. Everybody's gunning for him. And, shoot, rightly so, right? Everybody wants to be the best. But Patrick Mahomes is that guy. Yeah. Two Super Bowl rings, two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, yeah, he's, he's in a wearing class him. on his own right now. Yeah, he's wearing them like this, you know, posing with it. Not, I mean, shoot. You know, Tom Brady when he was in here, he had the rings up, showing it all, right? I mean, it's what, yeah. you know, it's part of the moxie. You got to show some of that, you know? But The thing I love about it most, too, is like at the, in the beginning of Brady's career, Brady was kind of like, he wasn't like the, he wasn't like the, the that guy yet, the social media guy. You know, social media wasn't that yeah. big in the beginning right. of his thing. But right. Mahomes, at such an early age, is so like, is so with it where he sees all the crap that's being said out there. He sees, obviously, he talks about, you know, Everyone doubting us all the time, but like the fact that he waited to respond to the whole who by with the with the ring to say that's who it was almost like Jamar Chase set him up perfectly for the the ring ceremony post the next day, which is which is gold. Sure. Yeah, that I mean, but you know that that Patch is going to pay attention to the guys that he's going to compete against, right? That he's going against, and so more so than anything else, Jamar Chase, his word is going to go a lot longer or harder against than somebody else who's just you know. A keyboard warrior back here talking about you suck, Patrick. Yeah. You know, he ain't listening to that. He, he want to talk to the guys that sat on the field. As a matter of fact, just show him. So he's done that. Yeah. He, he done sent, you know, chase him home. So, yeah, it's the uh, best rivalry right now in the NFL, Cincinnati and Kansas City. And uh, I think it's, a, it's definitely another page in uh, in the long book of uh, stuff ahead with Cincinnati and Kansas City, as long as. Joe Burrow's on the other side, and as long as Patrick Mahomes is on our side, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of this pettiness type stuff uh, as we continue, and especially as we continue to play them in a regular season and in, in deep playoff runs. Yeah, no, it's, I mean it's much watched TV, no doubt about it. I mean we, we got two talented teams. Uh, it's not taking anything away from Bengals. We know they're a very very talented team. Yeah. And I see it all. I see you know all the little things they talk about, and <laughs> somebody had a jersey. 
uh, with zero on it. And then on the back, it had rings on the top. <laughs> I, <was> like, oh, <laughs> I, I, I love that. Actually, I, you know, I kind of saved that one because I have a, a friend that works with my wife. And, I'm, you know, she's a huge, diehard uh, Beagles fan. So the next time she's talking noise, I'm going to send it to her. <laughs> that's, that's, that's little this little pettiness did a little bit coming <laughs> out <laughs> oh man that's good um yeah so it's actually talking about cincinnati and kansas city is a perfect segue for the for the first one and talking about super bowl rings uh talking about a guy who played for both teams cincinnati and kansas city who just won a super bowl ring with the chiefs side carlos dunlap um so in a recent interview with Forbes, Dunlap spoke on his football playing future and whether a return to the Chiefs remained a possibility. After getting a taste of postseason success in Kansas City during the 2022 season, Dunlap is convinced that he can still help an NFL team win a Super Bowl title. Um, in the yeah. interview, he said, quote, I can help another team get one of their own or help the Chiefs again. The Chiefs haven't ruled that out, but currently it's a waiting game. Um, so big thing for me is that I wanted to ask you, uh, specifically the last sentence of this, the chiefs haven't ruled that out, but it's currently a waiting game. Yeah. We talked about last year that, you know, the chiefs weren't going to sign an edge until training camp was, you know, pretty much going on because guys, you know, older guys like this Dunlap, who was that guy last year, don't want to be hanging around doing the other stuff until when it's time to play. Dunlap already went through, through that with the chiefs. When he says the Chiefs haven't ruled that out, but currently it's a waiting game, is it a waiting game from the Chiefs' point of view? Because talking from players speak, what's he saying right here? Is this is he saying I'm waiting to get a better offer, or I'm waiting from the Kansas City because they may have already offered me something, but I'm waiting to get a better one, or it's a waiting game as far as do they do they do they want him? What do you think that means when you when you, when you decipher through that? Uh, you know, it's, it's almost like we were talking about what happens, you know, during training camp and how guys get signed later on. And so he knows that sometimes you got to feel what you're going to have on the team and, you know, mini camp and a little bit of, you know, the OTAs is not going to show you everything. They ain't going to show you who everybody has. And then sometimes guys get hurt. Sometimes you, you realize it's just not a good fit. And if teams are looking for a guy that could come in who, you know, he had a decent year last year, you know, he contributed, you know, I think, effectively for our defense. You know, yeah. he had 39 uh, combined tackles. I think he had four sacks. Uh, you know, he had a lot of some pressures, 12 hits, I think, on a quarterback. So he's, look, uh, Dunlap is a guy that has been around for a long time. His leadership, uh, his experience is going to help out anybody. And I think, uh, like you said, it's a, it's a waiting game. So the waiting game goes into, yeah, training camp is coming up. He's got some time to sign with a team. Sometimes teams don't necessarily know what they need until they get into training camp saying, do we want to go with this, you know, roster during the season? Are, is, are these guys good enough to carry uh, into the season? Is this guy going to get some playing time? Can we get somebody off the street like a Carlos Dunlap that's going to come in and add something to what we're doing and maybe another young guy put him on a practice card or whatever to develop him a little bit later? And so that's what he means as far as like the, it being a waiting game. That's That's pretty much what it is. Uh, right now, and I'm looking at the Chiefs roster, defensive end wise. Uh, they got some. They got some guys. There, there's some numbers there. And so, uh, you're thinking about if a team is carrying defensive ends, how many can carry uh, for the season? That's going to be the question. And the thing is, is Carlos Dumlap better than the guys that they're carrying and what they have? 
And so, look, we know we got a first-round pick who is going to be a, a tremendous help to what we do. I think he's going to be a, 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 a wonderful talent who's going to develop into a, being a, becoming a very, very good player for us. Then we got George, obviously, uh, uh, the, the, the animal, Kolofkis, you know, still doing damage. He's going to get better than he did last year. Uh, and then, you know, we have also, too, uh, uh, Mike Dannon. Uh, we have, uh, I'm trying to think, who else we have on there? Uh, uh, shoot, uh, uh, Minahu. Yeah, the Minahu. Yeah, that's going, woo! That's going to be a guy that I think is going to help out a whole lot. I think he's going to be really, really good for us. Uh, and so, you know, we got a young guy, B.J. Thompson, that we got for Stephen F. Austin, who's just, he's a pass rush specialist. Get him stronger, get him out there develop. He may be like one of those young guys you want to develop a little bit later. But I think this is this is what, when you start looking at the numbers and the guys that you have on teams, you know, you have 32 teams that's evaluating right now. It's going to be like they're doing training camp. So it is that wait and see. That's what it means is like, like I said before, uh, just the ideal time when guys start to get signed. All right, so for our next topic, we're going to go to a guy that um, everyone kind of has high high hopes for. You know, second-round pick last year. Um, and, you know, as everyone always says, tough for a rookie to kind of break through in the Andy Reid offense. Um, and we kind of saw him expanding his role a little bit in the playoffs with all the injuries happening. Uh, he was one guy who was not injured at all in the uh, in the postseason. Is our guy Sky Moore, um, who's becoming more of an intriguing uh, guy as uh, – it's based on all reports indicate from minicamp and OTAs that he's going to take over the Juju Smith middle of the field uh, pass catcher for uh, Andy Reid and the, uh, the Chiefs offense. Um, and so far he's been tearing it up in uh, minicamp and OTAs, uh, so much so that uh, Andy Reid uh, took to the mic last Thursday, uh, was quoted saying, yes, yeah, Sky was targeted quite a bit this preseason. He's one of the highest targeted guys this preseason – he had the most catches or close to the most catches. So I think he's taken a good jump. And he's been working with Mahomes all offseason. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's it's looking like that rapport is kind of going on in the actual what we're seeing, obviously, mentor minicamp and, um, and OTAs. But how promising is this to hear about uh, Sky Moore going into his uh, second year? Uh, first off, it's very promising, for one. Uh, number two, it's not surprising. Let me put it that way. Uh, I think, you know, to be honest with you, this is what we brought Sky Moore in to be. We knew exactly what the type of talent that he had uh, coming out of college. We just talked about his route running ability, him able to get open, him able to catch the, you know, the, the, the catch radius that he has. He has great hands. He has great feel uh, for, you know, getting into, uh, um, you know, different zones and coverages. So we, we can see his ascension last year. I you see him getting better last year. In certain games, you could tell that he was starting to, to really turn on. And so that's always good, man. It's always like the second year uh, you start to see a guy like, okay, what is his progression that he has made from last year to this jump now? And the thing is, when you have, uh, you know, offseason OTAs, his workouts, uh, he's one of those guys that, this is what I'm expecting. I'm expecting that. I'm expecting 50 balls from Sky Moore. I'm the, so this is what I'm going to say. I'm, I'm, I'm projecting Sky Moore being around 45 catches this year at least. Okay? Just because of what I, I could see what he did last year uh, and what he could be this year. And so 
Scott Moore has all, all the ability uh, to be a good NFL receiver. He does, a solid, solid guy in this league. Uh, and so his ability has never been a question to me. It never has been. I think it was just the development part of how long it was going to take to get to where he needs to get to. And so it's good. Like you're talking about the promising aspect of it is Andy Reid seeing the development, Andy Reid seeing the, the growth of Scott Moore, and we see him getting the ball more. And so in practice, OTAs and stuff like that, it's always that feel. As a guy coming in, and I understand this, you know, from this plan, you know, the more comfortable you get at being in the NFL, the better off you're going to be, right? It's just like anything else. It's consistency, it's that deliverance, and it's always that that determination. And so he has that. He's dedicated to getting better. We know that we're going to get the ball in his hands because he's a weapon. We brought him in to be a weapon. And so I see Scott Moore getting at least 45 balls. That's where I'm projecting him at. I know I don't know what everybody's projecting Scott Moore at, but I see him as a 45-catch guy. Yeah, he's an interesting one because I, I think he's a very important piece where we talk about the moving on from Tyreek Hill and – you know, we have all these young receivers, and then you have well, last year, for example, we drafted him. But we also we signed MVS and Juju. Juju's gone. MVS is the kind of lead veteran in that room now. Trade for Kadarius Tony, but we talk about that. You know, the rookies on this team, the younger guys, kind of stepping up. And in order for this team, I think, to continue at the prowess that it, that it has been, is the receivers, the young guys that we've taken that we drafted, need to kind of pan out. And obviously, rookie year, a lot to learn, a lot of guys ahead of him on the depth chart. Now, not a lot of guys ahead of him on the depth chart. And it's his second year. He's been working with Mahomes in the offseason. You know, he's getting all these targets in, in OTAs and minicamp. I think it's important for him to have a, a breakout year. If he doesn't, that could hurt as far as the uh, the, the, the depth of the Chiefs receivers in the, in the kind of overall progression of, of that. And also, like, the high pick that – not really panning out, you know, second round where you're taking one of the top receivers in the draft, right. not panning out, that, that that would hurt the Chiefs. And then, you know, Beach has done an amazing job drafting all these guys. If Sky Moore doesn't kind of take that next step, which yeah. I think he will, um, I think it's important. I mean, I, for, I, I forget, like, it needs to happen as far as, like, if we want to, like, to see our receiver group grow. But I think, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very important year just for our, our, our uh, kind of scout's sake because – you know, we place a high investment on him. Yeah, but but to me, I mean, you draft a guy that high because you do your homework on him, and so to me, he has a capability. We we know that we and, and so when you do a deep dive into who Sky Moore is, he's a guy that can fit into this offense. And he can do it really really well, and so when he's watching a guy like Juju in front of him, he's watching how these guys are working. He watches and he's starting to get comfortable in the offense in the NFL. You can see, hey. This is a guy that can make that uh, that growth. He can take that step to getting better in this league. And so I think a lot of that, like I said, uh, Veach and all those guys, I'm not just taking a guy. Like I said, I, I've said this before. The, the guys that the Chiefs have in the, in the wide receiver room, they just, they're not just guys. These are, these are dudes. These are real guys. These are real dudes. They ain't chopped liver whatsoever. So Scott Moore's not chopped liver. He was always – one of the top wide receivers coming out in the draft. We know it. I mean, it was it was rife with wide receiver like catchers and stuff like that. Scott Moore is one of them. Scott Moore is one of those guys that you was like, oh my gosh, this guy keeps showing up. He gets keep he keeps getting open. He keeps burning DBs. He keep burning safeties. And so we we, we can see that. 
I think sometimes when you when you have guys like that come in and get drafted that high, you want him to be that guy right now. Okay? Some guys are that guy, right? If you got guys in front of you and you're not necessarily thinking him to be the starter because we have Juju here as, as being that guy, then it's gonna take time. What do you you had 22 receptions last year? That's 22. So that's 22 good receipt, you know, catches that we needed. You'll double that. You know, shoot. I want to be if he triples it, won't be shocked. I just won't be. So I'm, I'm really pushing for Sky Moore. To me, he's like the quiet storm. He's the guy that everybody is like, hadn't really been talking about. But when you see him working out, you see the things he's been trying to do to get better. You're saying, this guy's going to come. Because he's serious about what he's trying to do. He's serious about putting, uh, you know, uh, uh, making a name for himself in this NFL. And he's seen guys in his previous draft, the draft he came out in, he's seen their names come up. So he wants to be part of that. He knows he has the ability to be those guys and maybe even more. So when you have the greatest quarterback in the NFL getting you the football, shoot, that's even better, right? So get as comfortable and as, as, and, and as cushiony as possible with Patrick Mahomes, take him out, whisper in his ear, whatever you need to do. Just let him know, like, look, y'all chose me to be here to be that guy. So I'm all, I'm here for all of that, man. Scott Moore, to me, is not a, he's not a shock. I, to me, I know he's going to be uh, incredible this year. Uh, you know, if him not getting injured, I mean, he's been he's been solid as far as with that. So I think I think he's going to be he's going to be a good he's going to be a good surprise for us. Yeah, and from the get go, he's been one of the main guys, like. Since last year, working out with Pat, um, and he's really gained that rapport with him. He even he even talked about it when he was at the podium one of the days last week about how you know he's grown. Like he, he understands Pat. Pat's understanding him more, so I think that helps too. I was kind of surprised that he was the leading target getter. I feel like that would be Kelsey. Even though I know it's mandatory mini camp and OTAs, but like I thought, Kelsey, yeah, ain't like that. <laughs> Kelsey ain't practicing like that. <laughs> the top target getter. Look. Patrick knows what Kelsey can do. Yeah, they they know each other. Okay, Kelsey's taking the back seat, watching these guys. He'll go in and work a little bit, but these these young guys to develop. This is the OTAs and mini camps are for the young guys to develop. That's the whole reason why Chris Jones could miss this thing and not miss a beat. He, he, you know, he, he won't skip a beat at all. So yeah, I, I don't see Kelsey being that guy. We need him during the season to be that guy. You know, and he will be. But these young guys, OTAs and mini camps. We're trying to find out what they can do. Yep. Sky Moore is the perfect guy to find out what he can do, especially during this time, and he's finding out. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Yeah, um, yeah, Kelsey's definitely not. If, if Kelsey is getting reps, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's milking it a little bit. He's not, he's not, he's not going to be giving you his 100 percent juice out there on these uh, mandatory minicamp reps. Listen, if I'm the coach, tight end coach, hey man, get out, get out, get out of the drill. I'll cut you on. I get it. Get out. We don't need you here. All right. We ain't got no time for somebody to, to do something stupid. Somebody fall and hit your knee or something like that happens. We don't need that right now. Okay. All right. So you enjoy your all season. You come here, smile. Let all the guys see you. Okay. Show you're dedicated. Uh, go and hand out with them and, and, and have a good time. Go do your show uh, uh, with your brother. But by no means do you get in there. But these guys stay out of the drill. That's me as a coach, Travis Kelsey. Helmet off, take a knee.
<laughs> yes. Come out, take a knee. Get you a couple little things in, look good, and then sit down. Have a seat. My uh, my, my one thing with the uh, help saying it's important for Sky Moore this year is like I, I just look at the Patriots because by the time Brady was done, they really didn't have like, that. That was the one big thing, the weapons aspect, and like they were spending a lot on the defensive side. Obviously, Belichick, defensive guy, but he was spending they were spending a lot of the money on the defense, and they and the problem was they weren't hitting on those draft selections on the offensive side, the skill players. I mean, you can, you can go back to like the 05 or 06 draft or 07, maybe 07 or 08. The Chad Jackson, I remember the, the Florida receiver that uh, the Patriots drafted in the first round, killed it at yeah. the combine. I don't know if he lasted in the NFL after three years. Uh, but it was, it was a lot of guys like that over the time with New England where they were drafting receivers maybe, maybe rounds one through four. And those guys really weren't hitting. Uh, so they, they, had, they signed Moss, they signed Welker, um, Edelman was a, a late round flyer, um, but they were getting they were, the guys that were stepping up for them weren't necessarily guys that were drafting; they were guys that were signing. So my that, that's that's why I say it's a, it's a big thing because like if we are going to pay guys like Chris Jones and Mahomes, we need a hit, especially we have we have been doing that but yeah. on the office, offensive side of things because you know you don't want to get in the position where you have this half a billion dollar quarterback and you, and you don't have the wep, the proper weapon around him. And I'm thinking long-term life without Travis Kelsey, you know, these younger guys stepping up and, you know, doing their thing. And this sophomore year is a, is a big year to kind of show what kind of guy we're going to be getting, you know? So, um, if, Hey, if, if he doubles his cash total or triples his cash total, Hey, I'm yeah. all for it. Well, I, just kind of talking about New England, I, you know, I don't know what their evaluation, but they always felt like they were smarter than everybody else. But as far as like solid guys getting in, you know, I'm looking at some of the names that they had during that time. You know, but yeah. we we said Sky Moore is a solid guy. We we've done the work and seeing that this guy right here is is somebody who is reliable. He's a reliable receiver. Uh, like I said before, runs great routes. But uh, you know, I think New England kind of got to the point where they were just like, "Look, we can have anybody here. We'll get somebody here. We'll we got Tom Brady. We're gonna be successful. We're gonna win Super Bowls. That's how it is." Uh, Chiefs, Veach is kind of, I don't know if we're quite there. We get, we try to get the, you know, the bargain with what we get, right? But it's going to be a full evaluation who these guys are. If they are right fit for the organization, what we do offensively or defensively, uh, and seeing if guys are thirsty, if they're hungry, uh, and, and they just match up well mentally to what we do. So it's got more fits to build, man, for me and the Chiefs. I agree. And so far, he's looking the part as far as putting in the work with Patrick and all the extracurriculars he's doing with Pat. Hey, man. PM15, happy. That's all that matters. You get the ball to him, and that's a great thing. Yep. That's all, you can, that's all you can ask for. Right. <laughs> that's it. Um, you mentioned uh, Chris Jones, um, and obviously we had the, the Chris Jones contract extension watch. Uh, so another week goes by, and nothing – Really, nothing to report as far as they're going to get a deal done. Uh, but uh, at the conclusion of mandatory minicamp, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes both seemed confident that a deal would get done by training camp. Um, this is Andy Reid on the situation. Um, quote, so Chris wasn't here. Uh, kind of like last year, the same type of deal. That's his choice. So he chose not to be here. I'm sure he'll be at training camp. Um, uh, Brett Veach at the ring ceremony uh, last week also had mentioned um, we have great communication and there's a lot of time before camp. I'm sure we'll have great dialogue from now to the start of training camp and look forward to Chris being here 
not just for next year, but for a long time. Also, two days ago, Albert Breer reported that a deal would get done. The team was confident that a deal would get done uh, by training camp. Um, so, obviously, last week you told people to relax. Um, so, how are you feeling right now after we hear all these reports and uh, all the guys talking about it? I mean, it's exactly what I thought it, how it should happen and how it was going to happen, right? I mean, I know we kind of talked about this at nauseum with the whole Chris Jones being signed deal. But look, man, you know, like Brett B said, it's not if, it's when. That's what it is. So we know Chris is going to get signed. We know this deal is going to get done. Uh, my thing is the timeline is it going to be before training camp or is it going to be, I said, man, it might go into like a week or two weeks before training camp. It could be the possibility, but it, nothing shocking about this at all. And when I say people to relax is they are committed to Chris Jones. We know what we have. We have the best defensive tackle in the league, right? And arguably the best defensive tackle in the league. Okay. Some people might say Sam Donald, uh, not Sam, Aaron Donald, that's just Sam Donald. Aaron Donald and I, look, Chris Jones, come on, man. He's right there with it. You know, so I, I'd say uh, the defensive player of the year should have been probably uh, a potential. Uh, uh, he was definitely a candidate for it. And so when you have a guy like that, you want to sign him for a long-term deal. You ain't playing around with this. But it, what it does is because they had to work all these details out, it, it's going to free up money somewhere. And this is, I think that's what they're trying to work out as far as like, how are they going to structure the contract long-term? How's it going to work? Freeing up some money, maybe to get some other guys here. Maybe Carlos Dunlap is like, hey, maybe we had to wait. <laughs> you might be talking about that. And so uh, we don't know. We don't know what this, as far as like the, getting all those details worked out. That's the different thing. And so that's why I say, man, just everybody just relax. When it comes, everybody goes, clap, hey, Great job. Chris is here. He's a chief for life. And that's what it's going to be. So, like I said, man, it, it, I mean, Brett Veach said it himself. And so uh, there's no reason why this deal shouldn't get done. Uh, so yeah, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. I When I saw these reports, I thought of you right away, like telling everybody to relax. A lot of people who were scared that we're going to get Tyreek killed with the Chris Jones situation. Um, you saying to relax on the whole thing. Um, yeah. I think what he said about and why, you know, people, you see reports all the time, but like having your GM come out and say, not just for next year, but for a long time. Like, okay. It's clear that there is no like BS going on. They actually want him here for a long time. Um, and they're trying to, they're going to make him compensated for it. Uh, definitely. He's one of those guys that, like we said, he's, you pay, you pay him and you, you don't think twice about it. Um, Chris Jones, like I said before, is equivalent to Patrick Mahomes on offense. He yeah. is. If you're looking at somebody who may be Tyreek Hill, you know, I hate to say this, but it could be Sneed. It could be somebody like in, in that name or gay or somebody they may be thinking like, okay, how is this going to work? That could be more so still a shocker, yeah. right? Not to have any of those guys here, but if they're trying to get a long-term deal, they're thinking, who do I, who do we take? Who do we prefer? Prefer Chris Jones. He's a difference maker on defense. He is. So uh, we ain't found anybody in draft that looks like him. They can do what he can do. We don't have anybody on the team that looks like him and can do what he can do. We just don't. You know, it's hard to come by in the NFL. It really is. So he was a candidate for defensive player of the year for a reason. For a reason. And so that's the equivalent of Patrick Mahomes on defense. 
for the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, before, well, actually, no, I think it came out after the fact, but um, so that was at the ring ceremony. I think the, the red carpet before they went out and um, show the rings, um, which were badass, by the way. But uh, uh, someone had saw that Chris Jones wasn't at the event, and people were like, oh, man, things aren't good. Chris Jones wasn't there. And uh, Chris Jones replied with some random uh, person online that Chris Jones replied to the tweet saying, I was sick. <laughs> so he was sick. That's why he, that's why he wasn't there. There was no bad blood. Um, I mean, he was at, he was literally at the White House with the entire team a couple of days prior to that. So there's right. no bad blood. Hold on. He was just at the White House. He was just there. So, oh, man. It's, I mean, we can take everything, man. I'm telling you, this like just dissected to, to the point. It's just like, oh, calm down. Cool out. Just cool out. Let them handle all of that, man. You know, this I get it. You know, when when your fans and heck, when it when it's somebody as significant like Chris Jones, you definitely want to let that go. So I, I don't want to I don't want to sound insensitive to the fans. I don't want to sound insensitive whatsoever, right? Because there's been things done like Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you can always go to that, but like, hey man, shoot, you see what they did with him? I see that. Chris Jones is a whole different animal. He is. We need Chris Jones on that defense. We need him. Yep. Period. Period. Chris Jones, 95. The defense, the Chiefs need on defense. Yeah. And plus, not only was he at the White House, he was front and center during the entire thing in the back. Yeah, he didn't he didn't, have, he didn't get on the mic. I don't think he was even mentioned uh, by Biden when he was talking about the, the, the run to the Super Bowl. He didn't mention his name, but Chris Jones was literally in the middle of the entire presentation of that whole thing. So, yeah, he's a pretty big deal uh, in Kansas City, and obviously Brett Beach knows that. And Patrick Mahomes does too. He talked about it at, at nauseum as well. Um, so, yeah, I think everyone just needs to relax, and I think everybody can relax now, uh, knowing that everyone is on the same page of where Chris Jones should be for the uh, the long haul. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. He's going to be a chief. We know that. For life. Not just this year, for a very long time. Long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So finally, uh, we're gonna end this show tonight with uh, paying uh, paying respects to our tight ends. Uh, obviously, JD here is a, is a long time tight end in the league, so we're gonna pay our respects to the tight end. So this is um third year in a row of tight end university uh, coming back. Um, this year's event will feature seventy five tight ends in attendance. Uh, Josh Ooh. Allen, Trey, CJ Beathard, Sam Darnold, and Nick Mullins will be among the quarterbacks in attendance. A lot, a lot of, I guess Kittle's pulling the strings, getting all his, uh, all his uh, 49ers quarterbacks there. Um, but they'll have some special guests in terms of NFL legends, Rob Gronkowski and Jordan Reed coming to help uh, teach some younger guys. Um, okay. We'll spend two of the three days in the classroom going over everything from running routes to rest and recovery tips. They'll also get out on the practice field for a day with some hands-on instruction in terms of technique and reading coverages. So, J.D., we talked about this uh two years ago when this show started about tight end U beginning. Um, and it's only each year it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bringing more eyes to the tight end position. Um, just kind of giving more wealth of knowledge to all the tight ends in the league um, and stuff. And what does this mean to you to see tight end university grow and what Kittle Olson and Kelsey are putting into this whole thing? What does this mean to you uh, as a long time tight end in the league, just seeing this kind of whole thing kind of really, really come to fruition. I mean, it's it's a feel good moment. 
because I think what the Titans are doing is they're getting together to collaborate, to make it, to say, hey, listen, we are a very important part of what they do in the NFL on teams offensively, okay? We can't let them tell us otherwise. We can't get paid like we're not. That's the problem. The problem has been what they have been compensated for what they've been given in the NFL. And so sometimes when, when I look at it, you know, Titans have been getting the scraps over the years. They have. They, I mean, you know, tackles and everybody, wide receivers, quarterbacks, running backs. Everybody's been the, the, the big piece of the pot. Everybody getting a big piece of the pot. Tight ends seem like we're the ones behind the eight ball. We haven't been getting paid. I, I love, uh, if you've never seen the movie Knock Around Guys, have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah. And Vince and, and, and you know, of course, uh, Ben Diesel comes in and, and, and he's like, you know, everybody gets paid. Potato chip guy gets paid. Popcorn guy gets paid. You know, the uh, the, the milk guy gets paid. You want to come and screw that on me. That's how I feel. That's how tight his feeling that. If you never see that movie, you need to watch Knock Around, guys. Great, great movie. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malcolm Vick. Great movie. Barry but, Pepper, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So these, over the years, the tight ends have just been, I, I believe, just haven't been valued like, they, like, like they've been showing. You know, it's value. When you look at a good team that's been going in, in deep in the playoffs, you look at a good tight end. You look at a good a team that has, you know, a, a, a lot of things around him, like offensively doing a great job, they got a good tight end. I mean, I could just go, go through them and name them. You know, the good teams that you have. You're going to say they have a good tight end. Jacksonville Jaguars, Ingram, right? He comes out of the name. Should we start looking at, obviously, the Ravens? You know, they're going to keep trying to get people around them, but the one they got is Andrews, obviously, right? He comes in. Sure, we seen, we know for a fact the Chiefs, because of, of their prominence and what they've been doing, has been because of Travis Kelsey. H7 has been eating everybody's lunch in the league, okay? And you can't duplicate that. You can't. You can't. And so that's a matchup. When you say that matchup nightmare against defenses, it's the tight end that's doing it. You got a good tight end, shoot. He's, he's going to make you pay for it. Kittle, San Fran, he's going to make you pay for it. So I, I, I love everything that they're doing. I, I absolutely love it. I'm, I'm a little shocked, man, because they ain't call me. Hey, man, what's up, J.D.? Can you come in and show us how to block? Maybe them guys need to get a little bit blocking better. That's why, hey, they need to find a guy like me to come yeah. in teach some of these guys how to block, you know, because I've seen some of the dudes is, is, is atrocious as far as, like, some of the youngest guys. But, you know, all the guys, Kittle does a great job. He does. I love Kittle. Hey, Kelsey does a great job of blocking. He does. And so there's some guys that put their head, you know, they'll stick their nose in and go block guys. And I'm sure they're showing those guys the same thing, too. But the more, it's more importantly route running, which, is, which they should. It's what they get paid on to catch the footballs. So they need an old, old, old gritty uh, JD to come down. You know, it would be like that. Yeah, uh, you know, old classic guy that comes in and smoke rolls in. I'm looking all old. Hey, smoke it. I, I remember back in my day when I was doing things. You know, it's like this guy. Yeah, he's a bad boy. That's the, you fold people up. It was eight nine doing that. So oh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. So man, I you know I I like it. I like every bit of it, man. So uh, no, seriously, those, those guys doing a great job. Uh, I don't think it's just going to keep growing, but I do love it because I think they're making a priority, which they should. And guys need to be compensated to pay for what they've been given to the offenses. Uh, and that day is over, just paying tight ends uh, 
you know, little bits and pieces, you know, yeah. you guys get, get them paid. Yeah. And I think, I think with Kelsey being the top dog and one of the, the league's best offices over the last few years, um, that's, that's helping bring the tight ends like that big name. And obviously him being the face, one of the faces in the offense, um, you know, the white house SNL, uh, it's bringing just like more like, Overall, from the high school youth league, I think kids want to be tight ends because they want to be the next Kelsey now. Um, you have George Kittle, also another big face, and who's on a lot of advertisements and stuff. So, like, the tight end is getting out there, man. Like, it's it, – I haven't seen the tight end be, like, this, like – like, these guys are kind of like celeb, celebrities in a way. Like, outside of being NFL players, these are like celebrities. And I, we haven't really seen this to this extent where so many tight ends are starting to get that, like, fame and – I mean, who's to say tight end? It's all within recent years, and I think tight end university is a, is a big part of really getting it out there. And I think it's it's great what these guys are doing. Well, well Kelsey, because he's 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 in a glass all of himself, man. He just put everything out in the stratosphere because he's just doing things on TV. You know, it, he had the the one way he did the, the dating thing and all of that being out there. I mean, he's he's been doing this, and so you know, it's good for him to be the face of tight ends in the NFL right now. Uh, and so. That's that's what he gives, and then that, that takes you know somebody that has that type of uh, of, of of attitude and, and and you know his demeanor and, and the way he carries all the things that he does, and you know to be out there doing things like that. Uh, I seen Kittle out there doing some things and you know with some work and uh, need to get some more tight ends out there, right? Need to get a little bit more, but it's good just you know Kittle and and, and Travis doing anything. Kind of giving it some prominence out there. Obviously, Gronk, you know, doing his thing and whatnot. You know, TG's going out there on, on different things as well. Uh, but man, I, I, these guys, uh, because of what they've been given, are part of the faces of the franchise. When you start naming franchises, you can't leave these names, these guys' names out. You just can't. And so, yeah. uh, that, but that that is very important. That's very important for of the direction of of what the NFL uh, should mean, or at least how they should uh, uh, at least uh, 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 like tight ends. You know, I I was looking for a different word, but, uh, you know, just, and and I think that's what it is. I think they need to appreciate, that's the word I'm looking for, appreciate the tight end. Appreciation. It's always good. Money. Thought, right? Yeah. Could give him a little bit of that. I mean, and also too, like, um, yeah, like that. You mentioned Gonzalez. I mean, Gonzalez, as far as like stardom at that star power, mm-hmm. at that time he was pretty the only only tight end that had that star power, like the super celebrity type star power from that tight end position. But now we, we mentioned Kittle, Greg Olson, great, great on the mic. He's like the like box is like lead uh, lead um, uh, color guy for uh, NFL games. I mean, uh-huh. the tight ends, and he's also one of the lead guys for tight end. You, but like, it's crazy how like it, it really is like kind of transforming. What these guys are transforming the game, and obviously, Pat making it more of a pass happy offense, and tight ends getting more involved in the passing game now. It obviously helps that a little bit. But I think they do need to get you out there to you know allow these guys some to teach some of these guys in a block because some of these guys can't even be on the field when it when it's the you know a team is running the ball because they're not on the field. I mean, and that that's that's <laughs> not not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, man. Hey, I'm I'm here for it, man. It's just right down the road, ain't too far from about three hours away. So, yeah, okay. I'd love to come and show up one day. I'm sure I might just have to take a trip to see what it's all about. Yeah, uh, 
I'd be an honor to get out there and, 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 and go out there and, and just kind of, you know, uh, chop it up with the guys, you know, teach them some things. So just watching how they're doing stuff, man. But I, I'm, man, I'm so happy that they've been doing this and putting this thing together. I mean, it, it's really good. It's really good. It's a feel good thing. Uh, happy to see it. Happy to see it. And they'd be lucky to get your wisdom out there, JD. I know I, I get it every week on the show, but they'd be lucky to get it even for even for a couple of minutes, especially all the stuff that you'd have to teach them on on the field and as well as off the field. Absolutely, absolutely. I make time. I got time. I will make some time. If you ain't got it, I'll get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, uh, we'll, we'll tag tell you and you and uh, in the in the tweet and in our our YouTube uh, when we post this. Yeah, baby, that's right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that does it for us. It's four o'clock here in uh, in um, gosh, where am I? Right, I'm in Hungary. Uh, next time, next time I see you guys, I'll be in uh, in uh, the land of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be in Austria uh, next uh, next uh, next uh, episode. So, yeah. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode, um, and we'll see you guys next week. JD, I love you, brother. Love you too, man. Be safe over there. Okay, be talking to you. All right, have a great time. Have a great time. All right. Enjoy everything, the wedding, uh, everything, the the countries, and hey, bless you, okay? I'll take care. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.